Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's me, Remy, from Remy's Roundtable. Along with his dangerous co-host, Chris. Chris, man, what's this podcast all about, bro? This podcast, boys and girls, is basically talking about your Florida news. It's talking about your Walt Disney World news, your Universal Orlando Resort news, your Busch Garden news, your SeaWorld news, the news about the world of Marvel, the world of Star Wars, the world of anything that you can possibly think of as far as the entertainment goes and our beautiful state of Florida. And guys, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Pom Poms, over by the Milk District area. Uh, if you guys mentioned Remy's Roundtable, table, you guys will get a 15% off discount off your meal. And if you guys head on over to Thirsty Topher over on the Mills District area, you guys will get a discount over there as well. Just mention Remy's Roundtable and you guys will get that lovely discount. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Today on this episode on Remy's Roundtable, earlier before the program, Chris pulled a nasty April Fool's joke on Remy. Remy and Chris talked about the difference between two drummers, John Bonham and Jeff Porcaro. Then, the boys covered your theme park news to wrap up the program. So don't go anywhere, and enjoy this episode of Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. That's right guys, you are listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Yes guys, today is April 1st in the year 2021. So we have a lot, lot of stuff to get covered, you guys, today. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to catch up on. And uh, with that being said, guys, good morning and welcome. My name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host, Chris. Good morning, boys and girls. How are we doing today? Yeah, man. What's going on, bro? Nothing. I'm just super excited. April 1st. That's right. And it's not April Fool's. It's opening day for Major League Baseball. Let's go! Yes, 162 games, not that pussy ass of 60 games from last year. We're not having that this year. It's a full 162 game season. Wait, 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 it's 162? Are you serious? Holy shit! Are you gonna question me when it comes to baseball? No, I'm not gonna question you. Uh, Yes, 162 games, yes. I'm just saying, I mean, that is... That is crazy. Because like you gotta how? Because you got to think about it. Most of these teams they play in series, so they may play the same team. Like they may play the same team like maybe four times in this, like a four game season, a four game on um, that season, four game on um, weekend or something like that. So. And that's right, guys. Since it's sports sports time, we are listening to ESPN. That's right. On Remy's Roundtable. So yeah, so yeah, dude, it's game time. You know what? You know what it is. I mean, hopefully, I mean, yes, I don't. I barely watch baseball like I used to. I used to be a Marlins fan, a Braves fan, but now, since April first, okay, I'm gonna go with the Braves this season. See how well and they and look, see how well they do. And honestly, they look great. And that's a team that I would say for the National League East, you have to be extremely careful. Right behind the New York Mets, the Mets they stacked up this year, and they gave Francisco Lindor. A beautiful fat contract for almost three hundred and forty-three million dollars for over ten years. So hold up, how much? Over three hundred and forty some million dollars for ten years. Damn. Yes. That's a good contract. That's a very thick contract for a great shortstop. And is I, he? 
why can't why can't they do those type of contracts for NBA and NFL players? Well, I can't speak so much for the NFL or the NBA. My knowledge in the, in that field, I only know so much about. Baseball for me has always been that type of sport that it's very high endured sport. Like it's very it's a strong physical sport. You have oh, yeah. to. It's the training process. It's the the waking up and going out to your spring training facility every morning, doing your your practice rounds, your BPs, which is batting practice, your fielding, your running, your weights. And I'm not saying the NBA or the NFL doesn't have that. The NFL is a very strong um, sport, very right. very demanded physical sport. Oh yeah. But for some reason, baseball has always been that staple where. You're gonna get paid no matter what. I mean, no matter what your regardless, contract, yes. no matter what your contract could be a two-year contract, could be a three-year contract, and it could be eighteen million dollars, it could be twenty-five million dollars. You're gonna get paid regardless. The NBA and the NFL is not so promising with a hundred percent of a contract. It's always gonna be a chunk of it or a percentage. Or, yeah, of it. you're not gonna get the full thing. I mean, they. Yeah. I mean, they did. Uh, that's like, hey, here's your full contract. This how many years you're playing, and this how many years will be on. This how many years you're being the team. If you want to get out of your contract, you'll be you'll be fun for you know yes. a fee for this much. Right. So, but you know, it's it's so confusing with NBA's contracts and NFL contracts. Baseball is like, here, here's a three hundred million dollar contract for ten years for this team. If you want to bounce out, let us know now. Well, I mean, they, I mean they, they always put those clauses on the contracts that if you, there's an option that you want to hopped out, I mean, you have every right to do so. And if you land on another team, guess what? That other team that got you, mm-hmm. they're not paying you. The Mets, let's say, for instance, Francisco Lindor. Let's just say Francisco Lindor, he's not happy with the Mets after the first three years being there. He, he doesn't see a championship, not even a pennant. He wants to hopped out. He can hopped out. Let's say speculating talk. Let's just say the Yankees want to pick him up, or the or the Dodgers, because the Dodgers is another team that I can say has very deep pockets and they have no no shame in spending all kinds of boatloads of money. So let's just say the Dodgers. I'm gonna put the Dodgers as a perfect example. Right. The Do- if the Dodgers want to pick up Francisco Lindor, they'll do it. But you gotta remember, he's still under contract with the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. So you know who's going to be still paying that contract? The New York Mets. The New York Mets. Not the Dodgers. The Dodgers will take them on their home, but the Mets will still be paying them that contract regardless. Hmm. All right. Well, it's now, it's now that time to jump into some theme park history. Are you ready, sir? Let's go. In 1973, Walt Disney World raised, raised its general admission for the second time since the park, park's opening. General mission for adults was four fifty. My God. Four dollars and fifty cents. For what times have passed by, bro? I mean. In 1973, four dollars and fifty cents for a ticket? Can you imagine how much? Can you imagine if those prices were still the same right now at like all the theme parks, like at Disney, Universal, and SeaWorld? Like, here, here's a here, guys, come come on into Disney for six bucks, or hey, guys, come into Universal for ten dollars. 
Well, can that happen? Sure, it can happen, but, yeah, but their revenue also, will their revenue will grow. Like it will go straight to the top. Yeah, but you also gotta take under consideration for those prices at the box office. But you're paying to get in, as they say, four dollars and fifty cents back in nineteen what seventy seventy three seventy three. You the employees at the time they weren't making as much right as what they are now. So whatever employees made then. On an hourly basis, as to what employees make now on an hourly basis, mm-hmm. you really have to jack up those prices oh, yeah. just to keep up with paying your employees, paying the like in Disney, for instance, pay the union because the the the, the 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 cast members at Disney, whether you want to or not, that's up to you. But there's a union, there's a union at Disney, and you gotta kick up a nickel if you want to be protected, you know, in the union. Right, I completely, I understand about that, dude. Uh, a lot it, of people are not happy with the whole union. Thing. Oh, I know, I know. It's, it's a union, you know, proposition, but, you know, they have to get, they have to get over it someday, you know. Mm, I don't see that happening with me. Disney. Me neither. No, me neither. In 1976, Treasure Island reopens at Walt Disney World as Discovery Island after being closed since the beginning of the year for the addition of a walkthrough aviary, uh, exotic flora, a fauna, and a snack bar. So you know where that, nice. you know, so you know where Treasure Island is, right? Yes. Where's Treasure Island? The one in California or the one here? The one here in Florida. The one here in Florida. It's in Frontierland, right? No, it's in Seven, Se- Seven Seas Lagoon. The one that private island right there, that's Treasure Island. That's right. That's, oh, that's like right, right, right across. The Huckleberry um, Island, though. Right? Yeah, it's like right across from the uh, the Contemporary Resort. That's was that was Treasure Island. Wait. I'll I'll show, I'll show you I'll no, show no, you no, a little no, bit. No, yeah. No, no. I know what you're talking about. I'm just saying like, is it in the lagoon where the boats come in and out yes. and get people? Yes. I would have thought it would have been where Huckleberry Finn is inside the damn park. Not oh, the- you mean Tom Sawyer Island? Yeah, yeah. No, that's Tom Sawyer Island. So. Okay. Yeah, but Treasure Island is a whole new separate secret passageway uh, for, you know, hotel guests. Some hotel guests can actually go to that island if they're staying on uh, the Contemporary Resort property. That's going to cost about $500 $500 to get over there and check it out. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I'm I'm good. Uh, In in 1983, Walt Disney Pictures is incorporated as a separate company responsible for the development, production, and marketing of all live-action films and commercial television programming. So, pretty much ABC, ESPN, you know, all the the televised network. Including their own uh, televised network, Disney Channel. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Hmm. All right, Chris. Uh, in 1995, Walt Disney World's water park. Which water park opened up in 1995 in this year, in history? I have to say Typhoon. Lagoon. Not Typhoon. Blizzard. Blizzard. Really? I thought Blizzard Typhoon Beach. Lagoon. I would have thought Typhoon Lagoon. Blizzard Beach opened in 1995, this day in history. So they opened on April 1st, in 1995. That's funny. Uh, so this... It's a joke. I love that. I love that water park, man. Especially that Lazy River. I love it. It's like they have a smooth one and then a rapid one. I'm like, okay. I know. I'm, just... I'm cool with it. 
I never did like Typhoon Lagoon, only for the simple fact that there's an actual place where you can swim with like fishes and there's like nurse sharks in there. Oh yeah. I heard they got rid of it. I heard that, I heard did Typhoon they? Lagoon got rid of that, uh, that tank. I don't know why. I don't know. I think they were doing refurbish on it, but we'll, who knows if they're going to have it back at a Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, in 2001, this parade had its very last run. The electric light. Uh, yeah, electric light. Um, yeah, electric light um, parade. The Main Street Electrical Parade. Electrical parade. But I, just, I, love, I love this guy's voice. So yes, the the uh, the electrical the magic electrical parade took over. Uh, had its very last run in 2001. Once the parade had its last run, this this parade uh, took over. Let me go ahead and pull this up. But since I'm pulling this up, guys, uh, we'd like to give a shout out to Pom uh, Poms over in the Milk District area for being a sponsor of Remy's Roundtable. Uh, if you guys mention Remy's Roundtable, you guys will get a discount off of your meal. And if you guys head on over to, if you guys head on over to uh, Thirsty Topher over at uh, over at the Mills area, if you guys mention Remy's Roundtable at Thirsty Topher, you guys will get a discount off of your bar tab. So once Electrical Magical Parade, the Electric Magical Parade had its very last run, this one took over. This is the checkers game. Okay, after the after the ad, you know you know how YouTube is. Yeah, yeah. This is the kitchen. What? This this one. Spectro Magic took over the electrical magical parade. They still they don't have that anymore. Not anymore, no. So once you know the Main Street Electrical Parade ended, Spectro Magic took over in, in 2001. Right, right. So, but that show ended uh, a few years after 2001, and then we have another new nighttime show, which we're not sure what what that nighttime show is going to be. So uh, tune in. Uh, for more updates right here on Remy's Roundtable. In, 2000, in 2003, the art of Disney at Disney World's Animal Kingdom had its grand opening. So that is over by the uh, the big tree. So uh, uh, it's tough to be a bug. Yeah, yeah. It's actually on the left-hand side next to that pizzeria, which is right, pizzeria slash barbecue area. So it's like right over on that side of the park. Uh, and finally, for your theme park history, in 2010, the Walt Disney Company announced that it will offer applications for all businesses on the iPad. 
So pretty much all, all their software programs are just right there in front of them on, on an iPad. I know you hate Apple products, I know, but it's on the, it is on the iPad and all Apple products. Alright dude, it's time to play our favorite game, your favorite game, the celebrity birthday game. And Chris, since uh, a certain birthday is uh, happening on Monday, how old is the host of Remy's Roundtable? How old is myself, Remy, is turning on April 5th? Gotta be in your late 20s, though, right? Nope. Mid 20s? Nope. 30? Yep. 32. I'm turning 32 on uh, on April 5th. Really? Yes, sir, I am. Uh, happy birthday today. Happy birthday today to this celebrity, Logan Paul. Be specific. UFC fighter, UFC fighter Logan Paul. Oh, Logan. Okay. YouTuber, yes. TikToker. Yes. The guy, the guy, the guy who, the guy, the guy, pretty much went to jail like over four times, and he still got out of jail okay, on, like the very next day. How old is he? He's 26. He's 26 years old. Uh, how about Rachel, uh, Rachel Maddow from CNN and from uh, I think it's from CNN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel Maddow. Yeah. She's gotta be in her 40s. Though. She is 48 years old. All right, how about this guy from w from WWE, Randy Orton? <laughs> Randy Orton. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see if I can find his music. Cause I let's see if I can find it. Uh, I met Randy Orton. You did. Yeah. So you met this guy right here. I have voices oh, yeah. in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. The Randy, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, the rattlesnake, Randy Orton. Yeah, I met Randy Orton. Where'd you meet him? Ale House? After, after an event at the Amway Arena when they had a wrestling event there for WWE back in 2012. Oh, wow. I was just walking outside with my friend. He just happened to meet The Rock. Got a selfie with him before he got oh, into the shit. truck. I happen to see this tall ass white guy. I'm like, who is that? When I look, oh my god, it's Randy Orton. I just shook his hand and I didn't have a time to get my camera, take a picture. I just gave him like a high five and he just went on his way. And he bounced. Bro, bro, his hand. This is my hand. That's his hand. Holy shit. Remember, he's like over six, seven, six, eight. He's a beast. Like what, two, a, what, 230, 240, roughly? Oh, about easy, about 250. Yeah. But, that, but that's muscle. That's right. That's all muscle. Uh, so he's today is his birthday, and he's 41 years old. Don't look like it. Eh, no. He's, still, he's, he's young. He's he is. A, yeah. uh, happy birthday to this to this actor. Uh, you've seen him on uh, Saturday Night Live, Big Fat Liar, and Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. Taron Killam. How old is he? He is 39 years old today. Okay. Uh, from this guy's a good voice actor. Uh, he did the voice of the Joker and Batman Arkham Asylum, and he also was a voice actor character in one of my uh, under underrated games that I play, uh, Saint Saints Row. Uh, okay. happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday to Troy Baker. Okay. He is 45 years old today. Okay. And finally, happy birthday to this celebrity, which. If you heard his music, you'd be like, "Oh, I know, I know him." Mm. 
bur- happy birthday to Mr. Jimmy Cliff. How old is How old is Jimmy Cliff today? Mid fifties. He is seventy. Really? He is seventy three years old today. And we also got another birthday. Oh yes. Previously, uh, yesterday's birthday. How old is Mr. Christopher Walken? Seventy-eight. He is seventy-eight. You got it, man. Seventy-eight, so 78 years, years old. Seventy-eight years old to the great Christopher Walken, which we all know him best from his Saturday Night Live sketch. Exactly. But uh, you really got to find a clip on that. You got to play it because if we play clips for these guys, you got to play a clip from Christopher Walken doing the whole cowbell thing. All right, hold on. Let me go ahead and find it, uh, Chris. So, man, I got some other things I want to catch up on before I. Uh, sure. Let me go ahead and find Christopher Walken. Uh, cowbell. Cowbell. I need more cowbell. Mm-hmm. I need more cowbell. See, I can't do I can't do Walkins that well, man. <laughs> it is a certain like. There's a certain you know tone you have to do with Walken. I mean, yes, he's from New York, but you gotta be like, I need. He's got that. He's I, got I need that. more cowbell. I need more cowbell. He's got that new. That Eastern voice, kind of like from New York type of scent. Which is great, because every time I've seen that skit over and over again, I love it. It's like, baby, hey, it's Bruce Dickens. All I'm asking is for more cowbell. <laughs> so, okay, so I just pulled this up on, on Google, and uh, one of the questions was, what did Will Ferrell say to Christopher Walken? So, hilarity ensued as Chris Kantan, Chris Parnell, Horatio Sands, and Jimmy Fallon yeah. uh, deal with Farrell's over-the-top performance. Mm-hmm. Farrell, the host of this week's show, told Jimmy Fallon on Thursday that Walken once told him, you know, you've ruined my life. <laughs> people during people during the current call bring cows be- cowbells and ring them. Crucified him with the whole cowbell thing. That's awesome. I, I was like, I'm like, really? Oh, here's one. Uh, who played more cowbell in, on a Saturday Night Live? Who played more the cowbell? Yep. I want to say Christopher um, Will Ferrell, but that's not him, though. And you just said it. It was Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken? Yeah. I need more cowbell. <laughs> did you find that clip? I did find a clip. I'm just gonna play it for you guys. Right. So bear with us. Yes, this is all from YouTube, so we don't own the copyrights to this to this scene. But I, if you guys know Will Ferrell, you guys know Will Ferrell and uh, and Saturday Night Live. I'm so looking at them on Auto Trader right now. When we bring the car to your home, you gotta love those commercials from YouTube. Oh yeah, it's so fun. Today is Tuesday. Find dealers offering home services on Auto Trader. After a series of staggering defeats, Blue Oyster Cult assembled in the recording studio in late 1976 for a session with fame producer Bruce Dickinson. And luckily for us, the cameras were rolling. Alright guys, I, I think we're ready. To the hair on Fallon. Yeah, the wig. Yes. My name is Bruce Dickinson. It's just yes. so big. I'm like, Bruce that's Dickinson. not his hair. And I gotta tell you, fellas, you have got what appears to be a dynamite sound. Coming from you, Bruce, that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're Bruce Dickinson. This is incredible. I can't believe Bruce Dickinson digs our sound. Easy guys. I, I put I my pants on. He loves my sound. Just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. Except, once my pants are on, 
I make gold records. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fear, don't fear the reaper. Take one, roll it. All right, one, two, three, four. And if this is the clip that, that I everybody would know, Guys, you would see uh, Jimmy Fallon. Okay? I'll be honest. He Fallon, cannot control his emotions his because he he cannot hold his laughter. He back. can't. I was when I saw that I was like, "Fuck, Jimmy, really? You can't yeah, he, control yeah, your he, emotions." He, he couldn't hold his laughter because you, <laughs> you see it, him when he's trying to be serious and talking to Will Ferrell's character. And he says his line, he's but like, he backs up and he smiles because he cannot. He can't hold it. Yeah, he can't hold it. All right, guys. Yes, that was a clip from you know Cowbell. You guys can check it out on YouTube and also uh, yes, uh, yes, yesterday was Christopher Walken's birthday. Uh, when we come back, guys, uh, we got some news to cover and uh, you know letting you guys know what's going on here in Florida. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Huh? Welcome back, guys, to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Uh, yes, guys, so Chris and I, we're just chilling out right now. We had some laughs about, you know, Will Ferrell and his damn cowbell and how Jimmy Fallon cannot handle his damn emotions. He couldn't. I, every time that Will Ferrell says something to Christopher Walken, you see, you see him hide behind, I think it was Chris Catan. And could not control his emotions. Like he was I, laughing every. Single I have time. to, you know, I had to watch that uh, that clip over and over just to zoom in on Jimmy Fallon's face. I'm like, <laughs> he can't handle it. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't handle that. A lot of them, they, they tried so hard, and you can see there's there. You can see them snickering every so often. It's all because of damn Will Ferrell. Yeah, and 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 not just Will Ferrell. It was Christopher Walken because Christopher Walken. He was like. He was. So, I, I've seen more cowbell. Yeah, he, he was so serious into the whole skit that everybody else was just like, <coughs> it could Excuse not me. control their laughter emotions though. They really couldn't. So welcome back, everybody. My name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host Chris. Good morning, guys. How are we doing today? So, man, uh, last week, last podcast, I know we were talking about this off air, and with our uh, drummer friend Jamie Tate, we were mm-hmm. talking about you know these drummers, and the more I thought about this, I want to play a couple of clips of well one clip of your favorite one of your favorite drummers and then i'll play one of my favorite drummers because they both had the same rhythm in a way so let's start, let's listen to john bonham for a little bit oh, 
Alright, so that's from Fool in the Rain, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you listen to this one... This is from the... Uh, this is another good drum named Jeff Picaro. So, if you listen to his... His drum beat... To what band? To uh, Toto. Okay. So, his drum beat, it's a similar drum beat to... Uh, John Bonham's... Uh, drum beat to Fool in the Rain. See? Similar, but not, not right. quite there. Exactly, so what I listened to this YouTube video, uh, I'll just, you know, type in Jeff, John Bonham and Jeff Picaro. Jeff Picaro's YouTube uh, channel, he actually broke down on how he got that rhythm. He's like, hey, I listened to my two of my favorite albums, and one of them was Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. So I kind of took that drum beat, and I took another drum beat from a different album. I'm like, you stole John Bonham's, you know, legacy drum beat. Really? You stole his freaking beat from Fool I mean, in the Rain? If we're going to go there, you should definitely play Moby Dick. Because Moby Dick is one of his all-time big drum solos that John Bonham has ever done. You're right, dude. I mean, he's such a badass drummer. I mean, there's he lots, is. there's lots of drummers out there that we can go like talk and talk on about, but we're, we're forgetting one other drummer that nobody has ever covered, Phil Collins. Yeah. Some of his, some of his drum, drum beats are insane. Like they are really Fun. sick. But it couldn't be any more sicker than the late great um, Neil Peart. Neil Peart takes the crown. I'm sorry, whoever's listening. If you if your feelings are hurt, I'm not doing it intentionally, but Neil Peart to me is one of the best all-time drummers of all time. Right behind him would be John Bonham. So you guys know who Neil Peart is. Neil Peart is the drum. He was the drummer for the one only uh, Rush. So yes. if you guys don't listen to this, check this out. I'm like, what you know, the fuck? And you, know, and you know what's the best thing about Neil Peart? Neil Peart is the only drummer ever in existence that had a rotating platform. Exactly. The only one ever had a rotating platform that he can basically play anything. Wasn't his, wasn't his, um, his drum kit, was, it, was he the guy who can drum upside down while he was playing too? 
Or is that or is that somebody else? That's gotta be of. somebody else. I don't think it's Neil Peart. Okay, because I, I saw this one video. I, I saw this guy. He was, you know, drumming upside down. I'm like, how the fuck can you do that? Apparently, he's be the only one that does it. And of course, Whoever guys. It is. Right, and of course, guys. You guys have this drummer. Uh, I mean, I love his arrangement on this tune. So Phil Collins, you know, it's another, it's another drummer, man. Yeah. But it's some of his, you know, techniques about drumming is he goes beyond what everybody else, everybody else does. Uh, here, here's, here's another guy I wanna, this is another guy I wanna bring up, and he was actually my dad's. Uh, So this is my dad's friend, and uh, he is a he is a he is a phenomenal as a phenomenal drummer, and this is actually one of my dad's tune. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> damn, there he got a thousand hits on it, not bad. Um, and they wrote an album together, but this guy's drum beat is super sick. His name is Alan Robinson, so check this out. And of course, he has uh, he played with a legend bass player named uh, Jocko Pistorius. So he was a backup drummer for Jocko, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty deep. But li listen to that. So yeah, that's uh, Alan Robinson. His music is fantastic. Yes, he has worked on stuff with my dad. And uh, yeah, uh, but anyway guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. It was fun talking about, oh yeah, one more drummer? Of course I Who, do. who do you have? Who do you got? Who do I got? Who do, who do you got, man? Who do I got? Oh my God, what kind of question is that, Ronnie? Who do I got? Oh my gosh, it's Penny Hardaway on ESPN. And I love Penny Hardaway. He's, he was one of my favorite, favorite basketball players. Uh, from the Orlando Magic, and you know what, guys? He still looks good, and I actually know where his house is. His house is actually in the Windermere area. Plus, he's another. He also has another house over in uh, the uh, Winter Park area. So you know what? Shout out to Penny Hardaway if you're listening, dude. But Chris, who you got, man? Who, who's the drummer? It's a drummer from Pink Floyd. His name is Nick Mason. Nick Mason. That's a good. That's a good, good drummer too. And this song that I'm playing you right now, for all you out there, is called Echoes Part 1. I 
I'm gonna fast forward to this track just so I can get to Nick Mason's part. It may sound like a simple beat, but when you add Pink Floyd in there, I mean, he was a very badass drummer, but. Yeah, right there, that. God. But well, you should see how, I mean, he's got the double bass. He does. And that's, I think all drummers should use the double bass and the double snare and a uh, pick, uh, piccolo snare too. Yeah. So it gets that good high, high sound to it. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about your theme park news, your forward news, letting you guys know what is going on here in the beautiful state of Florida. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Uh, it's that time to talk about your foreign news, your theme park news, letting you guys know what is going on here in the beautiful state of Florida. Florida. But before we get into our topics, there's one thing I do want to cover, and uh, it has to do with two episodes. I'm sorry, we talked about the first episode and on another TV series. We're going to talk about the second episode. So, welcome back, everybody. My name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host, Chris. Hi, Remy. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. So, okay, so I watched um, the very first episode of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Okay. And, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I want to hear this. So, Lauren Graham, Lauren Graham from, we know her from Gilmore Girls, and uh, she's actually... Pretty hot looking still. Uh, she plays his mom, and her son uh, got kicked off of the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks now on this TV series is a, a bad hockey team. So this kind of like what they were in the first movie they ever made. There's a bad hockey team. Well, yeah, there's always a bad hockey team. But so I think what's gonna happen in the second episode, of course, you guys see the one only Mr. Emilio Estevez, also known as. His character, Gordon Bombay. Coach Bombay. Coach Bombay. So, so far the episode was really good. I'm like, I want more of it because I'm a huge My Ducks fan. And I, they're bringing back all, like, all the old school uh, characters from the movie to be to making cameo uh, appearances. appearances. Yeah. And so, the second episode, I think what Gordon's going to do, he is actually going to help Laura coach the new team, which is called Game Changers. So, or what she like to call it, how about the better others? 
or the other betters, whatever name she came up with. And Goran goes, nah, we're going to call them Game Changers. Because that's what they are. They're Game Changers. They're not Mighty Ducks anymore. They're called Game Changers. So hopefully the new season, <laughs> hopefully the new, the new episode will turn out great. But uh, I also want to talk about, uh, did you see the second, the second episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier? I saw the first one. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see the second what do you think one. Of, what, do you, what do you think about it so far? I think the storyline and everything that's got, like, overall, there's some things in there that I saw that if you didn't see, there's some Easter eggs in there. Easter eggs that has to do with Tony. Think yep. Easter eggs that have to do with... Um, Captain. Yeah, Captain, obviously, but... Um, Ant-Man. Well, there's, one, there's an Easter egg for Ant-Man, too. There was, and there's one also for um, Dr. Banner, too. Hopefully. I saw that, yeah. I saw a couple of those in the first episode. I'm like... So my, Damn, those are hidden. So my question is, are is Marvel going to bring a Mark Ruffalo as a cameo? Are they going to bring, like, well, well, ha- have, heard, like a, have like a Robert Downey Jr. of the past? Right. Well, I heard um, I heard they're bringing back a, uh, they might be bringing Ant-Man and Wasp into the next season. That'd be so pretty that's, cool. That'd, that'd be, be pretty like, cool. I heard, I heard that, but I'm not sure it is true. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But are you ready to get into some theme park news? Yeah, let's go. All right, man. So I typed up this question because I think you and I can give our audience a proper answer to this. Okay. How many days should you plan your Walt Disney World vacation? So let's just say that if you and Jen want to get away for a little bit. And of course, you guys, we, we, Chris and I, we both live here in Florida. So we go to Disney, you know, a lot of times, but constantly, constantly but well, not constantly. I mean, every once in a well, while. Well, I say constantly for myself. And well, Dan, yeah, we, ha- we have we have we're annual pass holders. What well, I don't. So but I will be an annual pass holder for Universal Studios. <laughs> so, of course, guys, Chris and I will be live at Universal Studios next week on Thursday. So you guys will be able to catch up. Uh, Catch us, catch us out there, and uh, who knows? Chris, I may go on Hagrid's, Ribeye Rocket, The Mummy. We'll see what happens, you know? Gringotts. But, but there's no in hell we are going on Jimmy Fallon. I'm sorry, but we are not going on no damn simulator rice. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe maybe Minions, but that's it. What are you talking about? Transformers is a simulator. Okay, Transformers, Spider-Man, okay. But Jimmy Fallon, no. I don't, I don't like I Jimmy Fallon that much. Fallon. Yeah. I would never do Jimmy Fallon. Okay, no. so... So the question is, Chris, how many days should you plan uh, your for your Walt well, Disney World vacation? I say, okay, first off, I would have to say that for anybody that does not live in the state of Florida, I give it half a year. Like, plan it out good. Okay. And because to come to Disney, you need money. Right. You're going to be spending money out the yang mm-hmm. every time you go to the parks. And you got to remember... Stuff in the parks are not cheap. No, they are not. Food is not cheap. Beverages are not cheap. Even souvenirs, if you have children, they're not cheap. And the hotels, too. They're Mm -hmm. not cheap either. Mm -hmm. So I I say for for my answer, uh, I think you guys should can do Disney in four days. And I I, I say four because... I know, but you said how long to take the planet, like, to come here. I would say... Well, yeah, but... Say a half a year. I say give it about four to six months, planet good. Make sure you save up enough money. Right. Because when you come down here, I can rest assure you, you will spend at least, if, you, if you're a family of four, you know, 
mother, father, two kids. Right. I can assure you, you're gonna at least spend about in one week at Disney, close to about five or sixty-five hundred dollars. Okay, but the easily right. So, but how many total days should a family stay on, like Disney property for their vacation? I say a week. A week. All right. A week. That's a good answer. Uh, so I broke down some tips for our listeners, so so they won't, you know. Uh, how to plan their Disney vacation wisely and not stupid, you know, in a way. So first of all, you're absolutely correct. Budget. You got to budget your spending. Make sure how much you want to bring with you on your vacation and figure out, okay, can you, should we spend $200, $400, or how about $100 on this vacation? Or there's no way in hell you're going to be spending $100 on a no. Disney vacation. So you, you'll be spending like over five to $1,000 on your Disney vacation, more roughly. Than, more more than, than that. More than that. Right. Because if you're staying at one of the resorts and you buy um, family package, that's easily right there about $2,000. Right. Maybe three grand at the most. And my other, my other point is it's called the vacationer. How many days do you guys want to stay on Disney property? How many days do you guys want to stay here in Florida? And that's another thing. And now I'm going to break it down on how I'm going to break down on what these days mean. So, of course, you got the beginner. The beginner is roughly between two to three days. That's your the short length of a vacation. Your second, your second tier is called vacationer, which is four to five days on Disney property. Next is called the big trip. And that is called, and then those days are roughly from seven to 12 days. If you're staying on Disney property, property from seven to 10 days, you need to think on if this would be a good time for us to get an annual pass for the theme parks or get, get an annual pass for Universal and Disney. So you gotta think about if we should if we just go ahead and get an annual pass. Since we're on here, we're, on va- we're vacationing, we're here for a whole week, we're here for 12 days. Who knows, we could be staying here for a whole month. So think about what you guys want to do if you guys want to buy an annual pass for Disney and use it yearly round. That also depends how much time it comes down here too. Exactly. Uh, Disney Hits first ever mu- music channel is now available on available on Sirius XM. I know that. Yeah. I'm a subscriber to XM. Uh, I know. Magic Kingdom has just finished up Tron Canopy Structure and Peter Pan's flight sign, attraction sign, has been removed due to, due to refurbishment. They are actually expanding the queue line and the nursery. And, and it's, they're just adding a, 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 touch, a touch, touch of paint on the, uh, the sign, the, uh, the Peter Pan's flight sign. That's pretty much it. Disney, Disney. I have no comment for that. Yeah, no comment. No comment, because okay. Here, here's the thing. Okay, now, now, now you really got me upset with that. Oh, damn. <laughs> first off, first off, sorry, boys and girls, I'm eating a little Hershey's Cookies and Cream bar, but... Good um, call. That's a good snack, too. First off... The line that, is super that, long. That, <laughs> the line is already long enough as it is. Why in the hell would you want to extend the queue line... For an extra couple of spaces to Nana's room or the kids' room. Because I think what Disney's what Disney's doing, uh, they're what they're saying is, hey, we want to get more people on this attraction, so let's go ahead, let's go ahead and expand the line so our wait times can be shorter, in a way. 
You know, instead of this 200, 300 minutes. I don't know how. Right. How? 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 How are you gonna build something bigger and make the line less, you know, like 200 minutes long? I think what they're gonna do is maybe add an additional single ride line for that ride. If, if I, mean, they, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a best suggestion. If they're gonna do refurbishments, do refurbishments inside the fucking ride. Don't that's touch, true. Don't touch up the queue line. Leave that alone. Go inside and make it more up to date. Right. Because inside that ride, I feel like I'm back in 1970-whatever when the park opened here in Orlando. That's true. It still feels that age. It still feels like I that think, old. I think what, what they could, what they can do is maybe add some 3D, 3D graphics and something that has to do with, you know, newer Disney movies or newer props. You know, something that has to do with people can elaborate on while they're writing Peter Pan, you know? I mean, that's the best way I can explain it, yeah. you know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Disney is hiring fire, a fireworks and special effects principal designer. So does that mean we might be able to see more fireworks on Disney property? It's about time. We need to get back into the whole fireworks show. Yeah. 2020 was a disastrous year, and I get it that everything was upside down. But for the whole, all the parks, not just Disney, Universal, Busch Gardens, SeaWorld, like everything was just a complete, utterly destroyed mess. Right. I think that this year, with everything that's going on, you, we, we need something different than last year. Last year is a thing of the past, but it was also a very sad year. Right. I heard that Disney might be bringing drones to do their fireworks shows. Drones? So there's a special drone where they can shoot off fireworks from the from the drone. I don't see why would you do that. That'd be pretty cool though to check it out. I know, but it's I don't know, dude. Uh, Disney would like to add Wakanda to Disneyland instead of Disney World. Why? I don't know. They yeah, just want more people come over here than you see in Disneyland. I know, right? Uh, Shang Chi. And the Legend of the Ten Rings pushes back release date as part of a massive Disney shuffle. So the new release date will be on September 3rd. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this Magic Kingdom attraction has just relaxed its social distancing policy. And that attraction is... Prince Charming Royal Carousel. Really? Uh-huh. Fucking shit. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you can, so right now you can start booking Disney cruises for next year. No thanks. I'm still good, wait, I'm still waiting. Good call. Uh, here's the list of the top top fastest attractions at Universal Studios Florida. So who do you think who do you think came in at number uh, number one? Who? Hulk. Okay. Hulk came in number one. Red Ride Rocket, Jurassic Park, River Adventure. Hmm. Because of that big fucking drop. Uh, Remember, you're falling six stories down. Yep. Uh, Revenge of the Revenge of the Mummy. That's that's a that's a gimme right gimme right there. Ripsaw Falls. I love Ripsaw Falls. Doom. I'm not going on Doom ever again. Uh, Hippogriff. They put Hippogriff on the on this list. Uh, Gringotts. Woody love, Wood, Woody Wood Coaster. I love Gringotts. And Forbidden Journey. Okay. No Hagrid? Uh, no Hagrid. Damn. 
It's a good list, but they didn't add Hagrid. Uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain is reopening on April 3rd. So that's good news for California California uh, theme park theme park goers. Yeah, well, it's a good thing for California. Period. That they're finally opened their fucking doors back up. Yep. I mean, shit. Uh, I feel I feel sorry for all the employees. I do too. At Disneyland. Yeah. Being out of a job for an entire year. Mm-hmm. That and the thing is, like, if they decide to come back, or if they don't. Think about it. If, yeah. If they come back, it's one thing. But if a lot of people just jump ship and don't want to come back, you realize how much of a hiring status they have to do over there just to rehire people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Train them for whatever job you hire them to do to to attend. Right. Uh, a new secret song list have just been added on Rip Ride on Rip Ride Rocket. Okay. They just added a few new songs on their secret. Uh, I know about the list. List. I know about the hidden list. Yes, we we all do. Uh, so the guys, the secret the secret hidden list is if you press down the Rip Ride Rocket logo for for five seconds, let go, you get a number pad. That number pad determines what song you want to hear. But the sad news is you won't be you won't be able to hear it on your uh, video, your DVD video, if you guys purchase uh, the on ride video. So yeah. you won't be you won't be hear it on that DVD. Walt Disney World has just announced that enhancements are ready for the 50th anniversary. So they're, they're ready to go with their new enhancements for, for the uh, celebration that's going to be happening for 18 months. Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal will be adapted for the stage by the Royal Ballet. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Disneyland has has plans for a third theme park. So what they're doing is, I think Wakanda is going to go into their third their third theme park. I think Wakanda should be brought here to Animal Kingdom. I hope so. That'll be cool too. Because it fits, be cool. it fits the perfect scenery. Yeah. If you can fit, if you can fit um, Avatar in there, you can fit Wakanda. In there. Oh yeah, easily. Uh, so Disney, Disney fans can get a specialty license plate here in Florida, and all the proceeds will go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, the so, Disney tag? Yeah, so yes. it has a 50th anniversary on it. You can buy that tag, and all those proceeds will go to the Make-A-Wish uh, yeah, Foundation. Jen, Jen wants that tag. It's like 50 bucks, right? Something like that, but I mean, to pay for the tag on it, I mean, it's worth it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Death Star Watch comes with a... A real Rogue One prop, and the watch is going to co- the watch itself is going to cost fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Coaster has just added lockers to their newest attraction. Good. That's good, good news for them. Good. Universal Studios Hollywood will be reopening on April sixteenth, and also their brand new attractions, The Secret Life of Pets, will be. Opening as well on the reopening of the theme park. Jen really wants to go to Hollywood out there. I do too. Disney's Magic Mobile is out now on the My Disney Experience app. So this is where you can just put your phone up to the scanner and you go right into the park. That's cool. Instead of using your uh, Magic Band. Uh, New I mean, York. I mean, you can still use it. You can still though. use it, yeah. But it'll be a lot. This will be a lot quicker. Just use your phone. Just boop, done. Uh, New York's Legoland has been hit with a $600,000 fine, environmental fine. Really? Yep. Sewage water is in their area. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's not good. 
Which restaurant at Dizzy Springs do you think gets booked the most? I want to say STK, but I don't think it's, it's STK. not STK. It's not um, Raglan Road. Nope. I mean, you can book you can book Raglan Road, and you're on like you automatically get a table right there. Yeah, except on St. Patrick's. Day. Exactly. That's the worst day to go. So, um, think about sushi. Morimoto. Morimoto. So Morimoto gets the most booked booked restaurant. Uh, Boba Fett, Boba Fett movie, is still up in the air. So they're think so Lucasfilms and uh, Disney is actually thinking about making their own Boba Fett movie. I knew yes, that. Boba Fett is going to be on Disney Plus, but now they want to make a Boba Fett movie. I, bro, I knew that. Already. Oh, I know. I, I know. That's why I, I mentioned. That's why I, I mentioned it. But here's the thing on that: Kathleen Kennedy needs to step down. The what? Kathleen Kennedy, which is the person who's in charge of Lucasfilms, mm -hmm. she needs to step the fuck down. Okay, and who, who would you bring back? Who would you bring on board? Who? I can think of thousands of people, bro. If they have wait, 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 wait. I know, I know who. Hold on, what's what's his name? John Favreau. He's already on there. He don't need to be at it. Somebody, bro. If I have to add somebody, I would add George Lucas as the as the Lucasfilm president or the consultant. Right. For Lucasfilm. Right. Uh, let's see here. Att attention all Disneyland fans. You can say goodbye to single rider lines. They're getting rid what? of they're getting rid of single rider lines at Disneyland. But not here at Disney World, which that makes no sense whatsoever. You know? <laughs> Obi-Wan Obi-Wan Kenobi series had just announced their their cast. This series this series will set ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Okay, alright. Legoland New York could have a reopening date at and Legoland is saying that they could open by April 9th. After they pay off their six hundred thousand dollar environmental uh, fine. So uh, Uni Universal raises prime parking to fifty bucks. But I don't have to worry about that because I'm an annual pass holder and I get free parking. Uh, but we I, get free parking at Disney, so... Yeah, I know, but I get free parking at Universal. I don't have to pay that $50, $50 parking, so... Bye-bye, tourists! Oh, we get free parking at Disney. Oh, uh, I know. And you know where we park at? Contemporary Resort, and just walk on over. That's smart, though. That's a smart move. Actually, that's a dumb move, but no. Oh, okay. No. You park where... Where the handicap spots are, if you over, tell, on over if, on TTC, if, if you say if you say I need medical overflow, mm -hmm. that's like close. That's like literally right next to the handicap, and you just walk within ten minutes at that. Roughly, yeah, roughly. Rather than parking where everybody is parking all the way the fuck back there at BFE. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I have a list. I have the list of the top five attractions at Walt Disney World that does better than Disneyland. Number one. Astro Orbiter, Splash Mountain, The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Jungle Cruise, and finally Haunted Mansion. We do better in Haunted Mansion than the one over, over there in Disneyland. But well, the one in Disneyland is the original one, though. I know it is. And plus, they're going to add the, night, the Nightmare Before Christmas over there, but we can't. 
Why not? We have we're on the, we're we on have the right the bigger, proper. We have the bigger space. I know, but we don't have the proper setup to do that. At Magic Kingdom. At Magic Kingdom, yes. Yes, there is. There is. Yes, there then is. I don't know why. I don't know why Magic Kingdom can't do it over here. They if they can do it over at Disneyland. They can't do it over here. They sure as shit can do it here, bro. Believe me, there is space in between where. The Haunted Mansion is, and that area between, the, not where Tom Sawyer Island is. If you see the Haunted Mansion in this specific area, right before you get to Tangled, mm-hmm. that single spot right there in the dead center, that can go there. Shit. That works. How they say they can't do That works. Yes, they can. That works. They can. So, I have, uh, so these two, these attractions, you can take your face mask off of at uh, Universal Studios. River Adventure... Ripsaw Falls and Popeye. It's water rides. It's water rides. That's, that's why you see you won't get your mask when you have breathing, have breathing water through your mask. That's true. Uh, okay, guys, now it's time for some Florida news. I had the list of the most romantic restaurants in Orlando. So, and so, actually, a couple of these were actually on uh, Disney property. So we have Villa, we have Villa Italiano Chop House. The Venetian Chop, Chop House, Enzo's Hideaway, that's on at Disney Springs, uh, Chef's Table, Victorian Alberts, Kappa, so- Soco Thorn Park, and Crest Chop House. Those are the most romantic restaurants here in Florida. Nice. Uh, Seminole, Seminole County res- residents could be receiving more stimulus money. How do you ask? Here's how. And that is. Right now, Seminole County commissioners are discussing what to do with $92.5 million coming to the county from federal government. It's part of the recently passed American Rescue Plan Act for COVID relief. So we, get, we could be getting more money for residents in Seminole County. I need to tell that to Jen. Mm-hmm. She can look into that. I have a list of the best restaurants for takeout options. Uh, so we have Luke's Kitchen and Bar. Dexter's New Standard New Standard Winter Park, Tabla Tabla Indian Restaurant, The Coop, Hunger Street Tacos, The Revenous Pig, Cadence Chicken Fire, Osprey Tavern, Oriental Meats, Black Roost Black Rooster, Tori Tori, and Pizza Bruno. Mask mandate Mask mandate continues in Seminole County, so we still gotta wear a mask in Seminole County. So go figure. Uh, changes to Bright Future Scholarship Bill clears Florida Senate, Senate Education Committee, and here are the changes. Instead of creating a list of degree programs that lead to direct employment, the Board of Governors would create a list of degree programs that do not lead to direct employment. That list would be reviewed yearly. Student studying programs on the list receive reduced funding. Students who qualify who are studying majors not on the list may receive the full funding from Bright Futures. The amendment would not reduce Bright Futures aid for students who earn college credit in high school through programs including Advanced Placement Dual Enrollment and Cambridge. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, EDC has just announced 2021 dates. You know what EDC is, right? Yes. Electrical Daisy Carnival. Yeah. Uh, Lots of fun shit happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, Early ticket sales are expected to go live today. 
So EDC dates are going to be in November. So November 12th through the 14th. So we're only doing a two day uh, carnival. That's fine. That's I don't mind perfect. Going. I don't mind going. I just gotta find the right mindset to get there. Exactly. Uh, here are the healthiest items you can order off of Taco Bell's menu. And they are a chicken, a chicken power menu bowl, a power bowl, and chicken quesadillas. Chicken quesadillas is flour. How's, I know. How's that healthy for you? Chicken. <laughs> there you go. They said chicken. <laughs> well, flour is still bad. Cheese is is fattening. I mean, that's true. I mean, where, where, where's the nutritional facts in that alone? Don't know, Bob. Actually, you want to get a chick, uh, chicken quesadilla today, though. Uh, I guys, knew, I knew you would say that. Right. Guys, since Chris and I are fans of the show, uh, I had the list of the family bosses ranked by intelligence. And this is from The Sopranos. All right, Chris. Uh, we got Faustino Dog Santoro. Okay, I, I I think I know who he is. I have to see faces, but I know who is who, though. Johnny Sack? Yeah, of course, Johnny Sack. Phil Leotoro? He's an asshole. Uh, Carmine Lupertazzi? Ah, uh, Carmine. Carmine! He's a fucking dick. Jackie Jackie April Sr. Yes. Jackie uh, Jack, Jackie Sr., yes. Annalisa Zucca. Okay, yes. George Pagliari. Pag Leary, I say that's how you say say his name. Let me see. I can't can't say his name. P A G L I E R I. Pagari. Pagari, yeah. Uh, how about uh, Corrado? Junior. Oh, junior. Junior. I love Junior. Junior so, Junior's a bad. Is he intelligent though? He's a he's a mastermind. Yes. How how is he a mastermind? He's Junior. Because he's the okay. Remember. Junior is the boss family. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the he's the boss of the family, but yeah. you also gotta think, he can't be out there because he's indicted with several Rico cases. Yeah. Rico cases, so you gotta keep a low profile. So who do you put in charge? You put Tony in. You put Tony in. Which man, I didn't I didn't really watch Sopranos. I love that freaking show. I uh, love it. Silvio. Yeah, I love Silver. Tony, Tony's right hand man. Yeah. And of course, the one only the Godfather, Tony Soprano. Of course. There you go. Wait, where, where do you leave Paulie at, Uncle Paulie? Paulie got Paulie got killed off, man. We don't need Paulie anymore. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. You need Chrissy. You need Paulie. You need um. Fuck. Yeah, but these guys who are intelligent, not you know the other who are not intelligent. Well, I mean, Chris is Chris is some stupid shit on the show. So. Yeah, but because he was addicted to heroin and coke and, and all meth. kinds of other. And yeah. No, no, just meth. No, no. But just, he sold. But he sold a shitload of weed too. In the, uh, in the early the time, in the early yeah. parts of the episode, yeah. But right. he, he got and that's smarter. Where, and that's where Tony got. That's where Tony got like pissed at him. He's like, "Were you selling this shit to little kids?" He goes, "No, Uncle Tony, I was not selling this to little kids." Like, he's like, "Don't you fucking dare do that to me, man." You know, there was another one who was smart too that they forgot to mention in there. Who? Pussy. Big pussy. Big pussy. Yeah. Pompasero, bro. Yeah, Pompasero. He, he was he was smart too, but. He, in the end, like, he fucked up. He did fuck he up. He fucked up. I think my favorite memorable scene is when they're in the Stugats in the boat out in the ocean, and after they do a tequila shot, they all draw their guns. Silvio, Polly, and Tony draw their guns out. You see, 
you see pussy coming to like close to the chair and he's like not in the face because he knew he was gonna get exactly popped, he's so like, he like not in the face anywhere but the face so not the face okay so the, one, so the first one that took the first shot was Tony. Tony, yeah. Then Syl, and then Polly. And then Polly, being the rat that he is after his body was dead, he takes his ring, he takes his necklace, he takes his Rolex. Yeah. He's like, I don't, need, I don't need a shame or just, just end me. Yeah, just Go ahead, end me. Put me in a body bag with heavy chains and just rock <laughs> me in the ocean. Uh, since I'm an expert in tequila, I would like to talk about high-end sipping tequilas. Now, Chris, since my birthday is coming up, I think, and I, I, if I get a bottle, we would have to drink this tequila because this. I'm not a big tequila. Oh, person. I know, but I'm just saying. But, but just, just for you, I might take a little shot. I, I might, I might push the envelope. Alrighty, but some of these are actually are not that expensive. <clears throat> so we have one that's called Altos, Altos Anejo, and that is 36 bucks. It's 36 dollars for a bottle. That's actually not that bad. Uh, you have Sin, Sincaro Anejo, which is 150 dollars. Casa Noble, Noble Extra, hundred bucks. Jose Cuervo Reserva uh, de la Fam, uh, Familia Extra in Nejo. Oh, Reserva de la Familia. Thank you, Chris. It's hundred ninety dollars. Uh, that's to, like that's like the Johnny Walker Blue Label for exactly for um. What, what's the name brand again? I just said it. I just you just said it. it. I just had it. I, I forgot it. No. Oh. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tesoro and Nejo. Which okay. is which is fifty five bucks, uh, Codijo and Nejo one hundred and twenty dollars, uh, Fortale Fortaleza, for Fortaleza Fortaleza and Nejo ninety five dollars, Lobos seventeen oh seven, one hundred and sixty bucks for tequila for tequila, Casamigos sixty, Avion Reservera forty four one hundred and thirty dollars, uh, Pennant Diamantes Cristalanio, $100, and Grand Centennial Leyenda, $150. I know I kind of fucked up on these names, but you know what? No, no, You're an expert, not, bro. It's not, it's not the names. <laughs> it's not the names. It's pretty much like the bottle prices for these tequilas. I know. Like, holy shit. I know. Uh, HBO... HBO just gave George R.R. Martin an eight-figure deal to keep a song of ice and fire on ice. So this, so his income, ten million dollars. Ten million dollars for this show. Because he sold his rights to HBO for um, Game of Thrones. That's right. All right, guys. So I have some Star Wars, a little Star Wars facts, or hopefully Chris will be will agree with me on this, but. Uh, until it, it depends. Until then, it's time for some Star Wars. Here we go. Why did Anakin Skywalker massacre the younglings? He was under the, the spell of um. Here's what I, here's what I got. You ready? Yeah, go. Skywalker was simply following Emperor Palpatine's. Orders. Yeah, when he was under that spell, he was under a lie. Mm -hmm. He was deceived by a lie. Uh, Anakin's, Anakin's shocking murder of the younglings happened for a few reasons, and they are. The younglings were still branded enemies of the Republic. If the younglings were left, left alive, they could also mount a resistance later. 
These killings also made Anakin stronger in the dark side. Anakin believed the dark side could save Padme, which it fucking didn't. Uh, Again, because he was deceived by a lie by the Emperor. Yep. Younglings also reminded Anakin that he wasn't originally meant to be a Jedi. Because uh, he didn't know his home oh, no. that he had. No. Converting younglings was also difficult, and there's no guarantee they wouldn't betray people. Yeah. Uh, Anakin's murder also prevented more gruesome fates at the hands of clone troopers. Okay. So... Yeah, that's pretty much it for my Star Wars, you know, facts about Anakin Skywalker and why did he kill those younglings. So do you agree what I just read to you? Most of it, yes. Some of it is like, mm, it's, so not that, it's, not, it's not that it's far-fetched, it's just like a lot. The main the main fo- point of focus here is that Anakin was, was told a lie Yeah. at the theater that him and Palpatine was sitting. Right. Which, if I can quote it, I'm going to quote it. Go ahead and quote it. Go ahead. Which, you know, Darth Sidious was uh, pretty much the Darth that that helped. He he can cure the ones he cared about from dying. So basically, mm-hmm. he can actually save people from death. Oh, yeah. You know, so pretty much... That's where the Emperor looks at him as like the dark side of the Force. It's a right. Pathway. It's a pathway to many abilities, some considered to be unnatural. And just like his, just like what Anakin said at the end when he killed, you know, Samuel Jackson or his character Wes Windu, he just goes, "What have I done? Exactly. What did I do? What did I just do? Exactly. Because he he was he had that in his mind like." He can protect them, but at the same time, if most people didn't notice, like the M- like Palpatine right there, after he used the lightning force on him, he pretty much kind of mind controlled him for a little bit. Exactly. Uh, I had the list of every Avenger who is still active as a superhero after Endgame, and here they are. Ant-Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Falcon, Hawkeye, Hulk, Spider-Man, War Machine, Wasp, and Winter Soldier. Those are the only active Mar- uh, Marvel characters who are still active in the Marvel Universe right right now. And Thor. Oh yeah, I forgot to put Thor on here. Yeah, and Thor. Thor's still alive. Um, and Guardians. That's true. Microsoft is cutting the Microsoft is cutting the Xbox Live Gold requirement for a party chat and free to play multiplayer. So it's like they're not gonna have it, or just like taking it out. No, they are. Uh, so usually during on Xbox games, they're they had to get permission to join the chat or play in the live live chat games. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that anymore. So they, that's they, cool. Yeah, so I'm like, that's really well done. Uh, Marvel upcoming movies. I have a list of the Marvel upcoming movies for and the release dates for this year and next year. July 9th is Black Widow. September 3rd is Shang-Chi and the Legend of, of the Ten Rings. November 5th is Eternals. And December 17th of 2021 is Spider-Man No Way Home. On March 25th is Doctor Strange. May 6th is Thor Love and Thunder. July 8th is Black Panther 2. And finally, November 11th, 2022 is Captain Marvel 2. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat release date has been pushed back to April 23rd. 
What has? Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat oh, the, movie, okay. has just been pushed back until April 23rd. Nerf, you know the Nerf gun? They're paying somebody $10,000 a month to make videos on social media. Really? Chris, where do we sign up? <laughs> Why am I sitting here? I know. Where do we sign up? Oh, right? I, you, and I can, you and I can make these videos. We cut a split, we cut a split, split down the middle. You get 5000 I get 5000 and we call it even. That's and, and we'll have a north we'll have a nerf war. Hell yeah. Just, I'll, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> hell yeah. I don't mind. Alright, I and finally guys, uh, I got two more things to cover before we take off. I have a list of the most expensive pets to own. And Chris, I want you I want you to try to guess on how much these pets are worth. Okay. On an average. Sure. A macaw. A macaw? A macaw. I'm talking about I'm talking the blue and yellow macaw and the red and white macaw. I have no idea, honestly. $1,300. Really? Yeah, on an average, they can buy a macaw for $1,350. Okay, how about a micro pig? Like the baby pigs? Yeah, like the little baby pigs. I say about a, like a couple hundred dollars. 3500 That's not accurate. There's no way a little pig costs 3500 Oh, yeah. This one does? Yeah. Uh, how about an iguana? the hundreds six hundred dollars how about a savannah cat uh, it's a crossbreed between a uh, a uh, a leopard and a uh, cheetah and it's also, it's also a house cat I'm gonna have to say somewhere around maybe twenty five hundred dollars sixteen thousand dollars all right how about a mastiff the one, the one like uh, Beethoven. Uh, Beethoven's a Saint Bernard. Oh, same, okay, wrong, wrong one. The the massive and the Sandlot. Okay, that one. That one. Um, Sorry guys, I got two dogs mixed, <laughs> mixed up. I have no idea for that one. About two thousand five hundred dollars. Okay. Purebred? Pure yeah, $2,500. I believe it. Okay, okay, how about a Chinese crested hairless dog? That looks like about the size of uh, uh, Harley. I'm sorry, Bashful. Bashful? Yeah, it's about the size of Bashful. Yeah, like Bashful? Yeah, like, big. Bashful's 5.5. Okay, about the size of a bottle. <laughs> okay, um, I. Wow. Well, it's that bottle. Uh, $2,000. How, how about a stag beetle? A beetle. Beetle. A bug. A black bug. I have no idea. Eighty-nine thousand dollars for an insect. For an insect. Who would spend that much on a fucking insect? They're gonna fucking die eventually. Exactly. That's, that's like the worst investment you can ever make. All right. How about a capybara? Nope. About three thousand dollars. And finally, a sugar glider. That's like the flying squirrel. The right? flying squirrel, but it's on the, about the size of your palm. Um, I say about three grand. Six fifty. Six hundred fifty. Six hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Rick and Morty, and finally, guys, Rick and Morty gets a season five premiere date by Adult Swim, and the release date is on June twentieth. I'll be looking forward to that. Yes, I, can't I, wait to watch I, Rick I and love, Morty. I love Rick and Morty. Yes. <laughs> no, <they're not. laughs> all right guys well that is it for our program thank you so much 
for tuning in. Uh, you guys will hear Chris and I again next week live from Universal Studios. And uh, we're going to have a good time out there. Uh, with that being said, guys, on behalf of myself, my name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host, Chris. Thanks for listening, guys, and please do remember, six feet, wear your mask. We're not out of the woods yet, all right? That's right, guys. And Plus, in the words of Chris, wear your damn mask. Yes. And stay, and stay six feet apart. Yes, thank you. Uh, so, guys, thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Huh? Take care.